Hello guys, welcome to Agave Tales, the show about agave from the plant to the palette. Today we are with Alan, uh, brand ambassador of Lost Explorer. How are you Alan, you good? Pretty good, pretty good. Amazing. Really nice to see you man. Thank you man, thank you for coming. It's a real pleasure. Um, we're going to start straight away with some like quick fire questions, if okay. it's alright with you. Um, what would be your favorite underrated cocktail? Favorite? Oof. I think I would love a Toreador. A Toreador? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love think not many well. people know about it. But yeah, I know. I, I realized that recently. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> great. Pretty good. Uh, what's the last drink you had and in which bar? Wow. I think it was New Year's Eve. Side hustle. Was he? Was such a good boy? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said uh, like last night. No, no, no. It's, I mean, still a week ahead, uh, doing well. <laughs> fair, fair. So, so yeah, I think, what was it? It was a margarita, actually. Yeah, first of drink course. of the year was a margarita. Of course, of course, yeah, nice. So, yeah, it was pretty good. Nice. Um, if you had to have an animal at the end of your bar spoon, what would it be? Uh, I would say I love jowers. Yeah. That'd be nice on top of yeah, a cool. yeah. yeah. Just sort of like spinning around a bit cool. Exactly. Nice. Um, and finally, what did you get for breakfast today? Uh, mezcal. Mezcal. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Joking, joking. Uh, just a pastrami sandwich, actually. Pastrami sandwich. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Meal deal. <laughs> Meal deal. Very British. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Um, so we're going to start like a bit of a, uh, a background check, if you don't mind. Sure, sure. Um, so I've seen you were studying engineering in San Luis Potosi. Is that correct? In yes. Mexico. Yes. So you're from Mexico, right? I'm from, I'm from Mexico. Yeah. yeah. I'm from a city called uh, San Luis Potosi. Oh, nice. So quite centric. Uh, nice place. And agave place as well. At, at agave, yeah. yeah. A lot of salmianas. Uh, mostly salmiana, actually. Uh, so yeah, it's quite good. Great. Yeah. Amazing. And then you started your career in London in 2016. 2014. 14, wow. I, ca I came when I was 19. Oh, I was 19, wow. Ages ago. Long time uh, ago, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you started as a bartender as well? So, I think the way this happened, it was just the, I mean, I started to work in a pub next to my house and the guy, the guy told me like, you want to be in the bar? And I'm like, okay. And I remember the first time I put, uh, I put a pint. Mm -hmm. It was a bit of a disgrace. So, so yeah, I served it to a Scottish guy. He was not very happy. Yeah, he was not impressed. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, so yeah, that was my first. And that's how I started in bartending, to be I fair. Everyone's first pint is like really yeah. foamy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It makes sense. It makes yeah, sense. yeah, yeah. It looks so easy, to be honest, but it's yeah. not. <laughs> and then you started to work in like a few uh, prestigious members club in Mayfair. Right? Yeah, I started as a bar back in this place. It was like a sort of shisha place. Uh, members club there was a lot of uh, football players going there oh cool so you know I, 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 I really like football so it was pretty nice pretty nice met, met like Kevin De Bruyne Bob Pogba you know this. oh nice so wow. it was like a hidden spot uh, so yeah there and then uh, after I'm on there they fired three of the bartenders above me so they trained me instead of like you know they were hiring more people of course but they trained me and I think I just slowly slowly start to get in into Bartending. bartending yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i had a very good uh very good teacher i think he was very patient he teaches right. me a lot about timings and the basic stuff that i think is very important and a lot a lot of people uh have it the opportunity yeah. to learn so i think keep the basics very strong is a very good way to start like a good career i think did you have already like a sort of passion for like spirits or like even just hospitality in general? Uh, not really, not really. As you, as it, it sort of like grew up on you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was studying engineering in Mexico. It was not my motto, yeah. you know. It was not my 
biggest passion. So I decided to come to London just for like a year. Uh, clearly didn't stay a year. It's already <laughs> like nine years here. So, so, so yeah, it's been, it's been like great adventure. And I think I just slowly, slowly I fall in love with it. Um, and yeah, now here we are. Cool. And then Annabelle's, if I'm not wrong. Annabelle's, uh, funny. Yeah. I mean, first I was in Goya for a brief period. Yeah. And then I moved as well, uh, then to Annabelle's. I didn't knew there would be like the biggest selection of, uh, I have spirits outside America wow. when we, when we joined. So they, they, I just did my trial shift. They, they took me as a barback. Mm-hmm. Because they say like, sorry man, uh, there is uh, the bartenders are covered the positions. So like, don't worry, I really want to work here uh, because you know I heard that so many stories uh, of friends and things like that. So like, you know, I don't mind to be barback for one two months, and then at the end they just end up being barback for one day. They make me an exam, I pass it big time, and then they told me, oh, there's gonna be a Mexican uh, bar in Nanavels, and I'm like, that's pretty cool. And then we start to talk about tequila and yeah, like uh, I remember when we received the big collection, it was like, you know, Christmas. So, oh, so you started before the Mexican bar. And yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I did, I didn't knew there would be a Mexican bar. Um, so yeah, I joined and it was just like a perfect click, you know, when yeah, things yeah. just happen organically, I think is when best things are achieved, you know? So, so yeah, we just managed to have a good selection at the beginning. I don't think we were like the biggest one, but we had like very good selection. As long as we start to have some uh, agave spirits, we delisted some, we had some. So we want always to keep the good quality, you know? Not just quantity, but to have like rare stuff, limited editions. Right. So, so yeah, that, that was our aim, you know? Not just to be the biggest, but to have like the, the, best, yeah. the rarest, you know? And like this. Sort of funky. I think in agave you can get as funk, like super funky, yeah, yeah. to be honest. And this is where your like love for agave started. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, in Mexico I was drinking tequila. Uh, I mean, when I was eighteen, of course. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone else, I <laughs> like believe. everyone else. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I used to love uh, uh, Don Julio Seventy. I think. I mean, a lot of people are controversial about cristalinos, but in Mexico it's a big thing, you know. Oh, is it? It is, it is a big thing. Yeah, it's, so, it's starting to grow here, uh, Cristalino. I, I see, you know, I think it's a good way to enter, like, to start in the category. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that. As soon as it's well executed, I don't see the bad thing about it. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, anyway. Um, so, yeah, I, I started there um, to, to develop a passion for, for agave spirits and curiosity. Uh, in, in general, for, like, my, my culture, you know, like, think, when do you question like your culture? You're just like, okay, yeah, I'm from Mexico. I know everything. No, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you don't. You know, you try to, you try to find, uh, you know, you try to get to know more. So every time that I was back in Mexico, I was going to the distilleries. I was asking like mm-hmm. people from London to hook me up there to go to see the distillery because I think that changes your mind in a big way and it makes you understand because of course the theory was reading a lot of books. Uh, watching a lot of like uh, documentaries in Spanish, in English. So, so it was, you know, a natural curiosity, I would say. So, so yeah, that I think uh, it was just happened very naturally. On my free time, I was just, you know, reading. Yeah. And then in the bar, we, we'd be able to, to taste some of the spirits. So I was, you know, thinking, uh, you know, comparing some, some of the agave spirits and then, you know, managed to understand the whole category. Uh, so yeah, that complements very well when me going to Mexico 
to visit family, of course, but as well to go in to Jalisco, uh, to Oaxaca, and yeah, even like from other states that are not very, you know, popular, like San Luis, to understand like all the diversity of the agaves, how, you know, how, how big they are and how wide it is to, to understand the category, you know? Yeah. See the, I see mezcal, I mean, they all like have spirits, like wine. It's a whole world, you know? Because you play Definitely, with terroir, yeah. you play with uh, production, you play with, uh, you know, different sort of uh, elements. So, so yeah, that, that, that's how, you know, I started my, my journey and I, you know, carrying out. Right. Uh, so yeah. And then you, you sort of uh, grew up within the Mexican bar? I grew up in a Mexican bar. Uh, I had another interest that I was cocktails. Yeah. So I think I always been very a, b a big fan of uh, cuisine in general. So I think cooking. I mean, I'm not a chef or anything, but I like to cook. I like to make stuff. I like to taste. And then when I discovered like mixology, of course, it just you know okay. I was as well curious about how these flavors will work together. And then different techniques as well. I think I was very curious about um, how to create ingredients. You know, like not just twisting classics but you know how to create uh i don't know a syrup uh mm. destillate or whatever you want you know and yeah, you know there's, there's, a, there's an obvious bridge between um like cooking and mixology like yeah gastronomy so, and, and mixology yeah so it's great i managed to work with a great chef that teach me a lot of uh techniques that i don't seem like used a lot in uh, like nowadays in mm -hmm. uh in mixology so i tried to implement it there and first i did very well in the mexican So Mexican was one of the, was the best, uh, the best place to have a cocktail. And that was mm -hmm. said by members, not by myself. Nice. So that was like very, something that made me super proud. And then I, uh, managed. Like, there's like, what was it, nine bars or seven yeah, bars? Yeah, nine bars. Nine bars, yeah. So, so yeah. Then, uh, eventually I got promoted to head of mixology. Nice. So I managed to create, I mean, I have a big passion as well for, uh, Japanese whiskeys, uh, sakes. And actually, any sort of whisk as well is something that I really get attracted because I think agave were very present there because I like extrañejos, but certain extrañejos I found it a bit too oaky. Mm -hmm. So I like to understand as well how the oak uh, implements in certain the agave destillates. So that's a very nice uh, uh, topic because, you know, you can cover it easily sometimes, you know. So understanding whiskey made me as well understand some extrañejos. Right. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, I, I, I managed to do, I mean, I didn't do all the cocktail lists, but I was helping with the team, uh, to put together a nice strong menu around the buildings and to give a bit of identity because, okay, we have like the Mexican restaurant, but as well, we have like a Japanese and an Italian. So that was, you know, giving identity to each mm -hmm. cocktail menu and not just doing, uh, you know, something random. So you just okay. have a strong cocktail menu in each uh, bar. So yeah, that was quite fun. Cool. You're head of agave as well, I believe. There. Yeah, I mean, at the I end, they just uh, yeah. At the end, they managed to to look after the the agave spirit selection, as I was telling you, like removing some that we were thinking like, okay, there's not the the market for it, uh, and adding some that okay, like yeah, you know, we have 
bottles that cost a thousand pounds a shot. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, can get quite uh, demanding from uh, from the side of the members, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, one of my dreams is to walk to that bar and just ask one shot, like the one thousand pound shot, and just leave, like, <laughs> shot it and leave. Shot, yeah. yeah, yeah. We had few people like that, to be honest. Uh, well, that means you made it in life, kind of. You yeah, know? I think so. <laughs> I think you're doing well. Yeah, you're doing it. Okay, great. And then, um, so how did you, uh, how did you start to work with, um, Lost Explorer? Like, was it, yeah. So, as I said, like, from your side or did they just contact you or? Um, it came all to life. I think in a very organic way. To be honest, uh, this will sound weird, but I never thought I would be a brand ambassador. Like, I got approached by other brands. Uh, and, you know, to be honest, I don't think it was, it was, you know, the right move for me. Being in Annabelle's, it was like a bit of a comfort area, let's say. But we did an activation, um, I think, two, well, one year and a half ago with Annabelle's. I was still working Annabelle's. And we did an activation for the Amazon forest. So probably mm-hmm. a lot of people seen like the huge uh, jungle outside. Yeah, 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 that was nice. So yeah, that was Lost Explorer. Uh, and a pretty cool collaboration. Managed to meet the team, have a fantastic team. Uh, so I was going, uh, after, uh, before the activation, I was going to Oaxaca uh, just for holidays. And they told me like, oh, would you like to visit the distillery? So I met the team in, in, in Mexico City and in Oaxaca. And they took me around, uh, they showed me the distillery, the production. I met uh, Fortino Ramos, that is the Maestro Mescalero from Los Explorer. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting uh, person. It was very nice to talk with him and, you know, ask some very, like, detailed questions that I think only <coughs> him can answer. So, so yeah, after, you know, came back, uh, we had a very good relationship with the brand in Annabelle's. I quite like the brand. Uh, so, so yeah, I think you just have like a normal, and they were asking me actually if I could help them to look for a brand ambassador, if I could recommend someone. Like, you know what, I give like few people that I think I have a very nice, uh, gave knowledge and uh, gave a passion. But one day they just, you know, wondering if I would like to join. And to be honest, after five years, uh, almost six in Annabelle's, I think for me, I was start to, you know, looking for the next challenge. So, so I think it's always good to learn both sides. I would like as well also to travel a bit more. Mm-hmm. I think as a brand ambassador, you meet more people to get a bit more involved in the industry. The only, not bad thing, but the only part from Annabelle, she was that it's, it's a members club. You yeah. know, you don't have a lot of trade people that can come and see you and, you know. Yeah. So it's a different style of uh, hospitality, but, you know, I really want to be maybe more connected with uh, bartenders, with bars, because on my days off, you know, I like to go out and like have a drink in, a, you know, the new newest bar or like the most funky yeah. bar and just discover more more stuff. So, so yeah, I think uh, that, that was, uh, and then, yeah, eventually they did say like, they, they made a proposal and yeah, I was like, you know what, maybe, you know, when you, when you know that the, the cycle ends, that yeah that's it you know let's let's move on it's time to yeah, move yeah. on you feel it inside of you and felt right felt very organic uh felt the right, right time for felt you the guys. right time yeah um so yeah i think i think it was a very good move i'm very happy to be honest right. it's a different lifestyle i think yeah uh but yeah sometimes i miss the bar to be honest so yeah fair so yeah <laughs> do you think it's like the the sort of like the logic um carry a step up for a bartender to be a brand ambassador. Like, we've seen so many 
like new brand ambassadors like being bartenders? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it's like, I mean, it's, it's a way of, uh, it depends when you want to see your career going, mm-hmm. you know? My personal, uh, I mean, on, on my path, I think it will be more ad- adequate to, to be connected with Los Explorer, learn about how the brand works, how more the production in detail, uh, so have a bit more involvement with the brand. It's a part of me that is curious about it. So I think then, I don't think it's the next step because I think either maybe you become a very good mixologist or you open your bar or I don't know that you see, uh, there's a lot of people doing consultancy. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of, uh, step ups that you can manage in, yeah, as a bartender. But I think, yes, even stay as a bartender, I think can be working for like a very cool bar that you're happy. Yeah. So. And you think for like a brand point of view, you think like, uh, brands will just look for like their brand ambassador, they will look for bartenders only, or do you think not necessarily? Do you think? Mm, I don't think so. I mean, I've seen very good bartend, uh, brand ambassadors, sorry, uh, that they're great brand ambassadors and they maybe never work in bars. Yeah, great. But they have a great energy. They were very, they have a natural hospitality. And right. I think at the end, that's very important. It's so more like the hospitality side than more like the bartending side. Yes, exactly. Okay. I think you need to have a very, uh, good energy, I think, and you need to have a good way of communication, you know? So, right. so <clears> I think that's very important. So, and, you know, be proud of what you represent. I think is that's something, uh, very important to, to be proud of the brand that you, you're working with, you know, not just doing it because oh, I want like a, a bit more relaxed job. Yeah. No, you have to be like, you have to give the same passion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I like put the passion where, where you feel is right. So cool. So let's talk about Lost Explorer a little bit. So at the moment, we're sipping, uh, the Lost Explorer Tobala. Yeah. 10 years, um, agave age. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. Mm. It's delicious. Mm, it's pretty good. I mean, what time is it? 11 a.m. Yeah, it's 11 morning, but I mean, it's great. I mean, wrong for, for, I, 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 in the morning. it's perfect. This is very valid, man. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, I found this, uh, expression, especially for when it's like cold, as always in London. Um, <laughs> I found it very comforting, you know, like you want to sip this and be either with a cigar or, uh, in front of a chimney or, you know, it feels very cozy. I think seagull will go really well. Yeah, it? it works pretty well because it has like a very nice, uh, body. Like it's like quite silky, has a very nice texture. Uh, and also like the notes that you get there are quite, uh, I mean, it's quite few of them. So you have like, of course, like a, a nice smoky, like we'll say medium, medium smoke. But as well, you have like a lot of uh, cacao, not chocolate, more like on the cacao base, uh, Cavin. A bit of toffee, a bit of a uh, black pepper. So it develops a very nice complexity. Um, and yeah, I think I found, I put it next to a whiskey. I think in regarding the three expressions that we have, this is like the more like robust, someone that likes to have a drink that, okay, will make you like warm. I think Tobala is, um, his expression to look for, to be honest. That's really interesting that you're talking about whiskey because for me, I give it spirits in general. Especially mezcal, I guess. It's probably like the most like versatile, um, one of the most versatile spirit at the moment. Because for me, if you like gin, you'll find something that you like into mezcal or agave spirit. If you like whiskey, as you say, you could probably like this one, or even more like uh, extra añejo tequila or something like that. 
So I think it's quite interesting that like I think people don't know that much that it's, it, I think it's wrong to say like I don't like mezcal or I don't like tequila. You just haven't tried the right one. The right one, yeah. Because for me, there's like there's a mezcal or tequila or agave spirits for anyone for everyone. I agree. I agree, and I think I put it. I mean, we have two expressions. I think the spadin, I think, is a very nice entry level mm-hmm. for someone because uh, you know I have like a quite like light body. It's very approaching, or like a fruity uh, tropical fruits. Mm-hmm. So I think people. Okay, get like a bit attracted to that. Then maybe Salmian, I think I found it uh, on the other side, maybe for like gin lovers or martini drinkers. That because you have like a very nice herbal notes. And if you smell it, you get a lot of like juniper, pine. So, you know, I think you have uh, some tasting notes that are quite similar to uh, gin or, mm-hmm. yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, I tried the Salmian and Martini the other day. I think it was in cool. It works. Yeah, it yeah works that, well. that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah, that good. Yeah, shout good. out uh, and, uh, to and actually, you're right. Like, I feel like if I was a gin lover, I would just like, really like that drink. So exactly, it's, it's yeah, beautiful. It makes sense. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, and what do you think? Like, because um, we're talking about the categories of, or even just mezcal in general. Like, what do you think about how the category is gonna do or is doing in UK at the moment? And what was the future for it? Like, what's the? What I mean, I'm I'm pretty happy to see all of this uh, growth since I arrived as I said like nine years ago there was just one brand uh, that I can remember from Mezcal I think it was Montalban or something mm-hmm. like that never Maybe, tasted yeah. it to be honest Me uh, but I, I saw it in uh, like pops and things like that I was like wow uh, but there was okay maybe Del Maggie was uh, uh, so yeah I saw like few brands but not many uh, tequila wise as well, I don't think was a lot at the beginning of, uh, when, when I arrived, like 2014. But nowadays you have, uh, even bars that are dedicated, like Acha, Col, Side Hustle, you know, dedicated, yeah. uh, for agave spirits. So I think it's developing a bit of, uh, interest. Even I went to, uh, Cardiff and they have a bar called La Pantera. They have like, around 150, 100 something uh-huh. mez- uh, mezcales and, and I was surprised and I met Joey, the, the, the owner and yeah, he was very happy and very proud to have a, a mezcaleria in Cardiff and I was like, well, that's pretty cool. Then as well, you have uh, another bars uh, probably like in Brighton, you have a golden pineapple. So you start to see that outside, even outside uh, London, there is a lot yeah, of growing. interest. Uh, so it's good. It's good. I think it's... Um, it's growing, just I think people need to be a bit more educated. Yeah. Uh, I think it's lacking of, uh, it's a bit of lack of education because, uh, I think explain mezcal to someone that never tried. I mean, I hate the word smoky tequila, but I think a lot of people use yeah, it. Yeah. It's, you know? it's, it's the, it's the easiest way, like the shortest way to describe mezcal. But exactly. I think it's quite wrong as well. Yeah. I agree. So, so yeah. But I think slowly, slowly people, you know, with the rise of uh, agave cocktails as well. You know, you see now the Paloma, because like a pink, yeah. sexy, tall drink. I mean, well, I will not tell that, you know. Toreador soon, maybe. Uh, Toreador, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> mezcal Negroni. So, yeah, you know, you have, a, uh, as you say, like mezcal and uh, tequila is super versatile. So, yeah. so. Yeah, I think people start to like realize that a lot. And, uh, so, so, yeah, that's exactly. Great. That's great. Cool. I just wanted to also um, like focus on probably is your main um your main sort of 
goal with uh, uh, Lost Explorer is sustainability. Yes. So, for example, we we see ping that Tobala in um, a little copita made with uh, residues of agave. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can maybe like explain how how they how they made. How they made? Yeah, of course. You you have a lot of uh, let's say uh, compost uh, when you when you uh, ferment the agave, yeah. and you know whatever is missing. Uh, Whatever stays in the in the pot, we 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 take it. And <clears throat> I'm not sure about like how the process will be, uh, like specifically, but we try to incorporate like I mean it's a chemic process to be honest. I'm not a, a chemist yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to to be fair, but I'm sure like we use like we try to upcycle as much as possible right. in the in the in the distillery. So we what we do is. For example, our bottle is uh, made from uh, 55% uh, recycling glass. Nice. Uh, we work with just uh, local, I mean, local producers Mex- from Mexico. Like, we don't import our bottles. We don't, like, it's just Mexican producers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work as well, as you see, like, in the top of uh, the bottle. is like uh, organic beeswax. So we try to avoid the uh, contamination. Not because, you know, trying to get trendy and trying to get uh, in this vibe of being sustainable yeah. is cool. I think... It's very important for agave spirits to have that in mind. I've seen some brands already raising a bit of awareness on it, but it's very important to keep the land in a good condition and the terroir, because if you don't treat it in the right way, I think, and you don't give back to what you have to, I think you in a few years, maybe the mezcal will not have the same quality. Mm. Maybe we'll still be there, but I don't think we'll have maybe the same quality. You abuse of the, of the nature. Yeah. So that's something that we want to raise in a way. Uh, so yeah, for every agave that we, we harvest, we try to, you know, harvest in a right condition and plant more, uh, when, where it's possible. So, so yeah, I think that's something that really got my attention for, from, from those explorer, you know, they always have that green element in mind. So sometimes, you know, uh, you know, regarding like price point, sometimes people are like, okay, why we, have a certain price point. I mean, first, I think the quality in the liquid is, is there. I think we were a, a very well executed mezcal, but also, as I say, like, we, we, we enhance these, uh, values yeah. that sometimes are not cheap, but I think are right. You know, like, it's, it's not cheap to, of course, to do big wax. Why would you do that? We use plastic. No, we prefer to, you know, do things in the right way. And I think, uh, that will pay in the future for sure. Nice. You also like one of uh, uh, of your philosophies also like the community, the local community. Yes, I think local community is very very important. If you see our lovely alebrijes that are the animals yeah. in the bottles, um, they are usually uh, uh, made from an oak called uh, mesquite. So what they do is the artisans will carve certain uh, figures. They're pretty cool to be honest. So it's called alebrijes, or so they carve it in the in the wood, and they teach. The young generations, mm-hmm. uh, like they teach young, young uh, generations how to do that. So I think it's very important to do that, even in mezcal. Like uh, the Maestro Fortino is teaching Sitlali, uh, that is the daughter, how to make mezcal, and she's very interested in it. So you keep a good community. It means that you keep the traditions, keep the values, keep uh, yeah. Of course, you know, it's in Oaxaca, 
but also as well, I think community in general, we want to enhance as well, maybe community in hospitality, you know, we want to, uh, you know, bartenders to be related, bartenders have a good, uh, I think in London is a great community. I mean, maybe in England is a great community. Um, so yeah, we want to enhance that. I think is something that will make the world better. And yeah, I think, as I say, like in Oaxaca is all about the values, all about the traditions past two generations. So we don't want to lose that, you know. So at some point, uh, mezcal was not very popular till what 2010-ish started. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, it's been in Mexico for like it's decades. Been in Mexi- exactly. So I think people were started to leave the where they were living, the the villages where they were living, or like the the the, the cities, to look for better future because it was not like a sustainable business. Yeah. Then we come as, again like to sustainability. You need to be sustainable as well in the financial way, you know? Yeah. So we we need to make sure that every single person that is producing mezcal is well looked after, you know? We cannot be just like, oh, yeah, we are a big brand. We want to produce ta, 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 tons of uh, uh, of mezcal and, you know, just don't look after the people. Yeah, you have to do the proper the, way. Exactly. So, yeah, I think that's uh, the values and that's one of the reasons why I'm working with the brand, you know? Uh, because I think it represents... Something of I mean, of course, I'm from Mexico, and I think that yeah, I always want the best for for people from Mexico. Uh, but I own as well the values to be represented in the good way, because you know, as I say, like Dino, I'm not sure, like he, he's not Mexican, but that's not a reason why he is not representing Mexico. You know, he's like he's great, he's representing like uh, with his bar the heritage. He embraces like the culture, quite exactly. Right. You doing this with the uh, uh, tales of agave, I think is. You know, it's pretty cool to see people, for example, in Mexico, you have a uh, Max Miller as well. You have yeah. a lot of people that are not Mexicans, but they are like embracing the Mexican yeah, culture. And I think that I found it pretty cool. You know, for me, that's community. Like that's, you know. Oh, like in a sort of la- larger sense of the world. Yeah, community. That's exactly, nice, yeah. exactly. You know, like, uh, I think everyone wants to, every, everyone that wants to be involved with uh, Mezcal is more than welcome to join and try, you know, I think that's why Mezcal is for, I think, the best, the, if you go to the roots of mezcal, mezcal is to share a drink with a friend or with a person that you estimate and just, you know, enjoy it. That's the, that's the purpose of mezcal, nice. you know. And yeah, probably get drunk and have a bit of fun, but, but yeah, for, for me, that's the purpose of mezcal. Mezcal for me is always a, a invite to conversation, invites to, uh, yeah, to have a good time. My perfect quote about mezcal, and you can correct my Spanish because probably really bad, <laughs> no, no. it's like, if todo bien mezcal, no, if, sorry, si todo mal mezcal. Para todo mal mezcal. Para, uh, yeah, para, you said. <laughs> para, para todo bien también. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So if, if everything is good mezcal, if everything uh, is bad, mezcal, mezcal as well. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as I say, like, invites to a conversation, invites to an interaction. Nice. So, so yeah, I think it's... Uh, as I said, it's pretty cool, you know, to see so many bars opening. As I said, like, there is so many cool bars in London. There's so many restaurants, uh, finally Mexican restaurants opening <laughs> yeah. in London. Um, and you see great taquerias. So I think especially the Mexican culture is expanding and it's being known as it truly is, you know, Be- before I think it was perceived in the wrong way, very mm-hmm. cliché. Yeah, yeah. Now I think we're getting a dash or like a touch of what real Mexico is. And that's maybe true agave uh, spirits and maybe as well, uh, maybe true the food. 
Cool. So that's great. I think um, it also connects with the, the sort of like the third philosophy that you have in Lost Explorer is um, to sip curiously. Yep. So I think, yeah, that's part of a, a Mexican culture being like a bit more present is because a lot of people were a bit more curious about it. Yep. Um, so your, your guys obviously have like three expressions, but I know like uh, you have a sort of a lab where you're experimenting a lot about different other agave. Yeah, we, 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 I mean, we have small batches that I, I managed to taste. Uh, it's a personal personal collection from the Maestro. Like nice. we have a special edition, actually, we did like a thousand bottles of one called Javali, but it didn't reach UK, I haven't tasted it yet, but hopefully soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, you know, we don't want to, as I said, we don't want to overexplode, you know. You don't, you don't find these agaves easily. You don't want to harvest like as in a younger state. Yeah, and of course. So, but it's yeah. interesting that you're going like, not just like doing those three expressions and you're still trying to find something yeah. new and everything. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, as, as you can imagine, like the agave world is like, a, is huge. Yeah. So eventually we release something here and there. I think is uh, is a beauty, you know, it's something that must be appreciated. Um, because, yeah, I think every agave destillate is special in a way, you know. Nice. And uh, do you guys have any, like, projects coming up on 2024? Uh, yeah, I mean, I want to focus a lot in the brand, to be fair. A lot of uh, going on for Lost Explorer, to be honest. Nice. Probably you will see along the year. A busy year for you? Busy, very busy. <laughs> very busy. But I'm happy with that. Um, good busy, we say. I think we're creating a good awareness in terms of, uh, for, for people, you know, what, what is mezcal, you know, we want to mm-hmm. as that's a, a question that I want to nailed for an English person to tell me like, oh yeah, mezcal is a agave distillate that is produced mostly, you know, I want that yeah, person yeah. to tell me that. Um, so I think, with, yeah, it's all about education. So yeah, I think that's something that is, that I just want to focus on Los Explorer this year. Um, and yeah, probably a lot of fun takeovers and yeah, nice. a lot of fun, a lot of fun to be fair. But, you know, it takes time to plan the fun. <laughs> yeah, no, of yeah. course, of course. Well, <laughs> So pretty good, man, pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for this year. I think we, we will manage to do, um, yeah, great events, great uh, things. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're going to do really well. And, yeah, we'll talk about any new projects in, uh, on Agavitel for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, before, thank you for coming. Before before you leaving us, um, I'm going to ask you maybe one recommendation. It can be anything. It can I be will... a bar, it can be, it can be spirit. It Just can be... one? Oh, no, a couple. I mean, feel free, you guys. It's, okay, it's okay. I, will, I, will, I will do three types of recommendations. First, uh, agave bars. Yeah. So, I had acha. Okay. Of course. Acha bar, yeah. Acha bar, col, mezcaleria. Col, yeah, very nice. Side hustle. So, yeah. I'm telling you the place that I really like to, you know, sip agave. You want to sip agave, I think there is no better place than this. Um, viajante. So in London, yeah. yeah. You, you mentioned a few in uh, in in other cities before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll put everything into and, the description. Uh, yeah, I will say maybe also if you are in Chelsea, uh, there is a place called Mescalito. If you want to have a bit of fun as well. Oh, I haven't been yet. Yeah, I mean now they, they are they the biggest. Like a few months ago. Yeah, no, but now I mean uh, the one in Chelsea. So they have like the biggest selection now oh, yeah. of agave. So as well, it's another place to have agave. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I mean, if you, if you see like every single area has already like a good Mexican place. So I said like nice. a bit of, like in a map, it can cover a bit of everything. Um, then for food, 
for food, I think Mexican food, side hustle. Yeah. It's like, I really go there and right? food, for yeah. the food, man. It's delicious. Uh, I mean, you work with El Tigre, El Tigre is pretty good, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that octopus is pretty good. Uh, and also, I mean, call, I mean, it's just like, you know, if you want to have it something modern. But also, if you want a classic taqueria, maybe in World Market, uh, there is a place called Padre. Padre, okay. Padre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the guy used to work with me. Uh, and yeah, he's like, very good tacos, street food, nothing pretentious, very authentic. well like, authentic. You go there, you have a slushy margarita when it's like slightly warmer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. And then, I mean, what else? Maybe I can recommend other sort of uh, agave distillates. I, I mean, I like what Singusano. Singus yeah. Singusano does. They do amazing stuff. Yeah, they do pretty cool. They have like a social sort of membership or something. I think so, yeah, yeah. So so they send you like some sort of samples of weird and unique agaves. Because they only do like really small batches. Yeah, small well. batches. Yeah. So I think that's quite cool. And yeah, I think for like agave geeks, it's like nice to have, uh, you know, oh, what is this agave? Yeah, Never yeah. heard of it. So, so yeah, I, I mean, try, try it for me. It's like quite cool to, to be curious about cool. that. Cool. Well, well, thank you very much for being with us. That was really interesting. Cool. And, um, thank you for yeah. having me. Thank right. you, Alan. See you. Cheers. Salute. Salute. <laughs> <laughs>